Hello and welcome to today's VJ Hemonk podcast. We are a global open access video journal bringing you the latest in hematological oncology. In this podcast, you will hear from Valeria Santini and Amir Zadan, who share some highlights from the 17th International Congress on Myelodysplastic Syndromes. The experts discuss advances that have been made in the management of anemia in lower-risk MDS and further highlight strategies to overcome treatment failure in higher-risk disease. Hi everyone, my name is Amr Zaidan from Yale University. I'm here in Marseille at the MDS Foundation meeting and it's a pleasure to be with Dr. Valeria Santini from University of Florence to talk a little bit about what's happening in the meeting. Hi Valeria. Hi Amr. So I think um, you are giving a talk in the meeting about management of anemia in lower risk MDS. Can you give us some sense of the main aspects in your talk that you covered? Yes, indeed. So, you know, anemia is our main problem with low-risk MDS, MDS in general. So anemia is present in the majority of our patients. And uh, symptoms and the, also the outcome of the disease depends on anemia. So we really need to find a way to treat them. And what I will try to convey in my talk would be the fact that we need to to improve even the approach with ESAS, with erythropoietic stimulating uh, uh, agents, because we can improve the rate of response for that old-fashioned uh, agents. Then all our patients, almost all of them, will lose response to ESAS, and again, either need transfusion or have symptomatic anemia. So this is why we have now several tools and attempts. One, uh, of course, for MDS uh, with uh, ring sideroblast or SF3B1 mutated ones is Luspatercept. But we also have other uh, possibilities that are coming. One is also with Luspatercept for non-SF3B1 uh, uh, mutated uh, uh, MDS, uh, the common trial that uh, is going to appear in, uh, in the next few days uh, has met the, the, the objective of showing uh, a positive effect of the drug in transfusion-dependent uh, lower-risk MDS. So we will have possibly another approach for this patient. These were patients who lost or were not eligible to treatment with ESAS. And I will also uh, review new drugs like uh, Roxadustat that has a completely different uh, mechanism of action. Uh, it, uh, it's a drug that has been approved in Europe and in uh, China and in other uh, Far East countries for uh, chronic uh, dialysis and non-dialysis patients with chronic uh, uh, renal uh, um, insufficiency but also uh, studied in MDS, in lower-risk MDS, where it shows uh, around 38% of transfusion independence and hematological improvement, provided that the patients do not have a very high burden of transfusion. So low burden of transfusion, very good response, and mainly in non-RS uh, uh, cases. And again, what is uh, um, uh, really a, an interesting agent is imetostat. Imetostat is a telomerase inhibitor that uh, has been studied many years ago in uh, myeloproliferative disease, but now in uh, lower-risk MDS with transfusion dependence is apparently very, very uh, active in inducing a long-term transfusion independence, a 
accompanied by a decrease in the uh, mutational burden. So probably in the, uh, uh, let's say, in the burden of the disease. It's possibly a um, disease-modifying drug. So that's uh, another very uh, important step forward for, uh, for this uh, anemia, chronic anemia of uh, MDS. Uh, we have had other attempts in treating patients with um, lenalidomide. Uh, lenalidomide is, uh, of course, approved for DEL5Q, uh, MDS, not for the others. Some success with treatment in non-DEL5Q, also with the addition of ESA. So the, uh, the, um, the combination of the two drugs seems to be uh, quite active as well. It remains off-label, though. And uh, Luspatas of ESA is a small uh, uh, study by the Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa by Dr. Combroche shows as well uh, some activity, but not in patients without SF3B1. So it's going to be, um, has to be, com be confirmed. But we actually have uh, the idea that we are attacking the uh, anemia and the um, biology of anemia from several points and with different agents, with different mechanisms of action. And this is probably the clue to reach success in this disease. Yeah, no, it's a very exciting year for lower risk MDS. Uh, two of the trials that you mentioned, the commands and the iMERGE, are going to be presented in oral talks in, uh, in ASCO 2023. And there's a lot of excitement. Uh, at the same time, things have not gone so well in high-risk MDS, at least so far. We are hoping this is going to change in the near future. And um, yesterday, in the keynote presentation uh, of, or in the opening ceremony of the meeting, Dr. Lionel Addis gave a very nice overview of his uh, kind of uh, thoughts on why we have seen a lot of failure of drugs in high-risk MDS. He cited a few, um, I think, important issues related to the trial design, things related to the lack of good preclinical models, issues with the response uh, criteria, and the fact that uh, the academic community seems to be more interested in AML compared to yes. higher-risk MDS. So what are your thoughts in, in his uh, overview? How do you think that things could change so we have more active drugs in higher-risk MDS? So the talk was very interesting and touching upon all the uh, points you just uh, indicated. I think was a very intelligent uh, um, analysis of our situation. Indeed, uh, preclinical biological model are AML, and we cannot translate AML biology into uh, MDS, and especially translate it into uh, uh, MDS clinical trial and approach. We have had several failures, many of the randomized combined treatment having um, HMAs as backbone plus several agents that seem to be promising in phase two study, and I don't name them, but they all of them practically in the last uh, couple of years or more have been failures. So what means failure? They did not show what they had shown in the phase two, meaning uh, good response rate, overall response rate, but also event-free survival and overall survival. And what uh, uh, Dr. Adas showed is that we have several mistakes or uh, uh, different uh, uh, approach that we should change. 
first of all, in uh, uh, trying to have good models, to have preclinical data, then in choosing a mechanism of action on the basis of that. Then another big problem in interpreting phase three randomized trial is that sometimes the expectation and the statistical evaluations are a little bit too optimistic. So if you set your bar too high to obtain an advantage by the addition of a second drug, you will never reach the objective of the study because it's too high. And overall survival can be heterogeneous also on the basis of the choice and selection of patients. So are we going to base it on IPSS, IPSSR, or main now mainly on IPSS molecular? So this is really uh, something that we should think upon. And um, uh, well, we and I have shown that uh, in the same uh, study, from phase two to phase three, the population that we reckon is the same is in fact different uh, on the basis of IPSS uh, molecular. So if you include in a, in a study different type of patients, you will not get the same results. So this is something very important to keep in mind. And many more clinical trials are devoted to AML compared to MDS. We should select patients, um, have smaller group focal, uh, focalization of study, focus on mechanism of action, and focus on target therapy for MDS. So we have a long way to go if we want to improve and offer our high-risk MDS patients something more solid. Yeah. what we have now. Thank you so much. This is an excellent uh, summary. Clearly, we have several exciting phase three trials in, in high-risk MDS yeah. looking at venetoclax, magrolimab, sabatolimab, and tamiparotines. We are hoping that uh, the same way 2023 has been a big year for lower-risk MDS, we are hoping 2024 will be a big year for high-risk MDS. Um, we also look forward to the additional talks in, in this meeting, uh, which just started yesterday. Yeah. And um, I think there's a lot of uh, interesting areas that will be covered during the scientific um, Absolutely. agenda. Yeah, today was uh, devoted to inflammation and, uh, and uh, clonal hematopoiesis. And of course, we had uh, top speakers that really refreshed uh, these uh, uh, subjects and, uh, and we really enjoyed, I really enjoyed a lot the plenary session today. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJHemonk and subscribe to VJHemonk Podcasts on Spotify, Apple and Podbean. Until next time.